Yo, 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 it's your boy Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk, back for yet another awesome show. There are some shows that everyone has seen and some shows that people haven't. I'm just trying to do my best to bridge the gap, a little column A and a little column B. If this is your first time listening, just so you know, this is my list, nobody else's, just kind of some things that I've watched, um, and it's based off of that. So, now that the foundations have been set, let's get to it. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack, back at it again. And no white vans, as always. Um, just rocking some loungewear today. But I do have some anime apparel on today. I actually have a t-shirt um, from Twin Star Exorcist, so I'm really excited about that. Um, back again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Today, I have Lindsay um, from the podcast Ye Old Crime Podcast. That's right. Right, Lindsay? Yep. Okay. Right. Awesome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you coming on. Um, and like I said, giving giving me another awesome um, co-host to kind of interview and talk through with some anime during uh, International Women's History Month. So thank you again. Yep. Um, today we'll be talking through another interview segment. If you guys have listened to any of my previous um uh, episodes this month and you'll know that we're going to do a interview with Lindsay. Um, then we're going to go into a quick commercial break and then we're going to come back and talk through some, um, some anime reviews. So um, just bear with me. It's going to be some really good content today. If you guys are having a hard time hearing me or my voice is crazy, I told Lindsay coming on, like I had a bit of a rager last night. I didn't anticipate <laughs> to drink as much as I did. And I sang karaoke of all things. So my voice is kind of, uh, kind of going out. Um, but before we get there, as always, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening and sharing the show without you guys. This is not nearly as fun and or rewarding. And I'm sure, Lindsay, you probably feel the same way about uh, our fans out there. Yep, for sure. Um, so if you're not already following me, then you can reach out to me on social media um, at Twitter, on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. Um, there you will find any updates, news or anything in regards to giveaways or upcoming episodes. Where can they find you, Lindsay? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Yield Crime Podcast. Or I'm sorry, Yield Crime Pod. And you can also find us on Instagram at Yield Crime Podcast. Awesome. So make sure that you guys go out there and follow both of us. Make sure that you guys definitely listen to um, that their podcast because, I mean, like, I think that it's cool that – and now I'm not thinking about it. Like, I think it's really cool that the co-hosts that I've had on have all been, like – like different genres of podcasts like you you with the the crime podcast then um ali last week with like taboos like the little the the random spontaneous brainchild of celeste like their whole thing and in rio my first one she was my um my logo illustrator so i think it's really cool that um all of you guys have different uh podcast genres that you fall into yeah for sure um so let me know, as always, guys, if you follow me, if you like or dislike an episode or anything like that, you know, I love interacting with the fans. Um, and as always, there may be spoilers. The two shows that we're talking about are fairly well, you know, they're, they're still going. So, I mean, there could be some spoilers. We'll try our best not to. Uh, well, I can only speak for myself. I'll try my because <laughs> um, I because I tried to get Allie to do the same thing last week. And then, like, as I was sitting there editing it, she was like. 
spoiler alert. I'm like, there's so many spoilers in here. Just spoil the whole show. At this point, <laughs> we're just gonna tell the whole, the whole like plot line, every character that you're in- introduced with, and what happens at the very end, who dies, and everything. Like, um, so yeah, we'll try our best, guys, not to uh, spoil anything um, in the actual show. So, um, without further ado, Lindsay, you are about to be on the hot seat. Um, I'm ready. And I wish I had. <laughs> I need to have. I, I wish I could. I'm, I'm gonna find a, that drop for. Um, what was it? Who wants to be a millionaire? Where like it pops up and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's, yeah, that's what I need. Um, okay, awesome. So, hot seat with Lindsay from Ye Old Pod, uh, Ye Old Crime Podcast. Yep. All right. So, let me. Okay, there we go. All right, so first and foremost, um, name the first anime that you've watched and how you were introduced into it and why you fell in love. Sure. So like many people, um, my first real introduce, uh, introduction to anime was with Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z when that, nice. when that aired on Cartoon Network way back in the day. Yeah. Um, I really liked the juxtaposition between the two of them because you know sailor moon was more one of the like og magical girl cartoons with the transformations mm-hmm. um and one thing i really liked about that show is just the fact that it focused a lot on you know issues that a lot of teenage girls face you know like when you have fights with your friends and things like that so it wasn't all just about the fighting the baddies it was a lot. It also faced a lot of issues that you know young girls have with like relationships and uh, just random things that happen at school, dealing with like bullying and things like that. So there were a lot of different levels to the show. That as someone who was a teenager at the time and who was going into high school, that's a lot of things that I kind of related to, um, which I wasn't expecting when I watched the show. Yeah. <laughs> Because I just expected a lot of flashy lights and, you know, I'm going to, in the name of the moon, type of things. <laughs> so that's kind of more what I was expecting when I started watching the show. And, you know, then with Dragon Ball Z, it's like the complete opposite of Sailor Moon. You know, it's it's all about the fighting. It's all about, you know, uh, Goku and his journey and pushing yourself to be the best and, you know, beat every baddie that comes that comes your way from outer space and there's a never-ending stream of bad guys that seem to like to come to earth for some reason and right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> fight goku so uh i really liked the fact that um as silly as it seems that they would always like eke out the fights so it was it like like one fight would take like 10 episodes. Yes. You know what oh I mean gosh. like it it was so long but it was so funny because you know I don't know if you've noticed but you could always tell what episodes they put a lot of effort into because there mm-hmm. were ones where it was like the animation was awesome and then like the next week it'd be kind of like the B team. Yep. <laughs> did exactly. They're like so, they're like the best people don't need to edit this one. We'll just get somebody off the street that knows like the <laughs> fundamentals of of keyboard workings, and we'll just put them in and let them edit this week. Yep, exactly. So, uh, but I I think the reason I fell in love with Dragon Ball Z is the fact that um, as soon as Vegeta was introduced as a character, he immediately became my favorite character on the show. Yeah. 
And it's just because of the two main characters, I feel like he's had the biggest like growth arch. Like he's grown so much as a character. Not to say that Goku hasn't also grown as a character, but his, you know, he's always going to be this like lovable kind of goofy guy mm-hmm. who, you know, does what he can to become, you know, a super saiyan and grow as a fighter and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I mean, his character is pretty consistent throughout the show. Yeah, I agree. And and I think that, I think that everyone, lo- I think, well, I can only speak for myself, but I like Vegeta um, because when you look at like, like you said, when you look at Goku versus Vegeta, Goku's always going to be the fun loving one, but it's, there's not much like he has his, you know, quote unquote serious moments, mm-hmm. but, but like you said, from a character development standpoint, um, it's, it just makes you feel, I don't know. It makes you feel like it makes you feel like you can really relate to Vegeta because you see him as like a bad person at the very beginning. Everybody's like, Oh, we hate him when he shows up with Nappa and they end up, you know, fighting Krillin and all that stuff and Gohan. And it's like, you hated him. But then like, as the show kind of went on and you kind of saw like the simple fact that this man literally did what everyone has, you know, joked about, or like, you know, there were songs about it as far as like giving his soul pretty much to the devil to get power. Yep. yep. Um, and then coming back from that, realizing that he messed up and then being able to find love, being able to, you know, uh, father children. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he literally did a complete 180 from what we saw at the very beginning um, of him. Whereas like you said with Goku, it's like, okay, well, I'm always just going to be the exact same fun loving person. Yep. You get me serious every once in a while, but Ooh, when I'm, when I'm serious, you know, it's like, you're not yep. scary, bro. Like, but when Vegeta is upset, Vegeta is scary. Uh, or like Vegeta, Vegeta is like backed into a corner. You're like, Vegeta, you got to pull this out, bro. You have done this every single time. I need yep. you back, backs against the wall. Let's go. So, yeah. I yep. Agree. Yeah. Like you said, he's had so much growth. And I mean, yeah, he stumbled every once in a while, especially, yep. you know, like with the Tournament of Power and things like that. And But he always comes back. And I respect that in a character. And that's kind of what will draw me into a show is, you know, a character that has depth. And yeah you know, will will grow throughout the series. That's something that I really like about Dragon Ball Z. And I think that's probably why the show has continued to go on for as long as it has. I mean, I think it was two years ago, they celebrated like their 30 year anniversary, something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's been on forever. And I think part of why it's continued for as long as it has it's because it has characters like vegeta that ha- that show that growth and um keep people interested in the show yeah i agree and and to your point like and I, I made this joke well not a joke but i made i actually made this discovery myself so watching the show the actual the creator of the show actually said that the show was supposed to be dragon ball and then it was supposed to go to dragon ball z and actually at dragon ball z at the end of the first arc where where um goku goku and freezer are fighting on namek mm-hmm. and goku ends up you know obviously doing the instant teleportation or an- instant transmission and gets him like to the earth and they or to namek and they blow it up mm-hmm. that was literally supposed to be the end of the show <laughs> so it was literally supposed to be Frieza dot like Goku makes the ultimate sacrifice to save Namek or to save the world takes 
Frieza to Namek, blows up, Frieza dies, Goku sacrifices himself, and that's the end of the show. That was literally supposed to be the end, which is why, like, when it picks up in the arc after that, that's why they stopped, they went away from, like, the power scanners. Yep. So, because it was, like, at that point, Goku, like, Frieza was supposed to be the ultimate and the strongest person ever. Nobody was supposed to be stronger than him. They were supposed to blow up. But then the creator came back and was like, dude, there's so much of an outcry for this show to continue. We have to keep going. Like, we have to figure some kind of storyline. And then from there on out, they just kind of started, like, slinging things, which is why, like, GT is no longer canon because that was just a random one-off situation that they came up with. So, I just thought that was very interesting because I'm like... You, you you didn't even know like as a creator you didn't even know the success that this show was actually going to get and the 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 popularity that it was going to gain um when you first started so i always think that that's an interesting uh an interesting fact to uh dragon ball yeah for sure like and like you said like i i'm sure he had no idea that 30 years later he'd still be <laughs> you know doing this show that i'm sure he thought once upon a time was just going to be like one of those shorter you know uh, manga series that gets uh, converted over to anime, you yep. know. So, <laughs> for sure, um, yeah. No, that's that is so crazy, and it's interesting as you say those two uh, those two shows because um, I don't think, yeah, I don't. I mean, like I, I know that uh, I know a lot of people. I watched Sailor Moon too, um, and I thought Sailor Moon was pretty dope. But like you said, what was it? I used to love like was it Te- Tuxedo Mask? I think mm-hmm. was his name. Mm-hmm. I used to love him. Like I was like, dude. He's so cool. He gets the girl. He, you know, he he has the the. And I'm like, it's like Batman. Literally, you just put on a mask exactly. and a, a hat, and everybody's like, oh, who could that be? It's like, okay, he's not really disguising his voice or yeah. anything else. He's just kind of a guy with a mask and a hat on now. Yep, that just um, happens to have like a the most beautiful rose in existence with him every once exactly. like every time he shows up. Exactly. It's like you can't put two and two together, but I mean, I get it. It's Clark. It's no, not Batman. It's Clark Kent. Because at least yep. Batman changes his voice. Like Clark Kent literally just puts on a pair of sunglasses or a pair of glasses, and everybody's like, "That can't be Superman." Exactly. Like, it most certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm mad that he wears sun. I, you know what? Don't even get me started. Because I'm mad that he wears glasses. Clearly, your vision is okay. Like you shoot lasers out of it. Like why do you put the glasses on? Exactly. It's part of a. It's part of a disguise. Um. Like, <laughs> but anyway, like part your hair different or something. Do something right, that like you know, makes people be like, huh? Yeah, change it up. You know what I mean? Like when you're wearing regular clothes, like you know, put on you know a, a Batman outfit, make it you know look like hey, he could be somebody else under there. Yep. Um, but um, <laughs> um, so let's go to the uh, second question here. So, what are you currently watching? Like, tell us a little bit about maybe what you're watching or what you recently watched or anything like that. Sure. So I'm kind of, I have a subscription to Funimation. So I like have been watching like a a handful of shows as they get released and dubbed. So obviously like the one that we plan to talk about later, like Jujutsu Kaisen. um, And that one's a fairly new show. So I'm not going to put anything that's kind of spoilerish in the show. I'm going to talk about, you know, what most people will know about the show going into it, how it's, you know, basically where curses are a thing that affect normal everyday people. And there's only a a handful of people that um, can see them and combat them through some means, whether that's through special cursed weapons or that's through special abilities that they have. And the show kind of starts with 
the main character, Yuji Dori, um, who in school joins this supernatural, like paranormal club. It's just kind of like a fun thing. And by happenstance, they end up finding this finger that is part of Sukuna, who is like one of the most powerful curses in existence. And he like, it's one of those things where it draws other curses to it because if they, if other curses take control of one of his fingers, they become that much more powerful. So it's kind of like a magnet. And so it ends up being something where another sorcerer comes to try to handle the situation and his uh, fix to the problem is he eats it. So he eats, he eats his finger and people are like, what the hell are you doing? Like, that's a horrible (laughs) idea. (laughs) For one, it's gross, but two, it's a horrible idea, but it ends up being where he is a vessel for this super powerful curse and he can actually control it. So uh, the whole premise of the show is the the powers that be that run these two different sorcerer schools are like, we need to kill this guy because if he, if the curse goes out of control and if Sukuna comes back and takes over his body, he's just going to wreak havoc. So we have to kill him. But on the other hand, they're like, well, if we can, if we can use him to, eat these fingers that cannot be destroyed by regular means, then we can get rid of this curse for good. So that's kind of the premise of the show is going through the motions of collecting the fingers and Yuji's Itadori's progression as a sorcerer, learning more about what his capabilities are, learning more about this world that he was previously unaware of and his growth as a character. Yeah, I agree. I think, and that's a really good uh, rundown for that. I'm, I think that like, and I, all of that is correct. Like, I think I don't know. I think when we kind of get back in, like when we when we get into the actual like deep breakdown of like the show, mm-hmm. like a little bit later, then I'm down to like I'm probably gonna give like a huge part of that um huge part of my kind of idea mm-hmm. um around that show as well. Um, so yeah, no, you that you hit that right on the head. Like that was a beautiful breakdown of that. Um. What what else are you watching besides that one? Um, another one I'm watching is uh, Kimono Jihan, which is a newer one that is based off a manga that I've been reading for a while. I read a lot of manga. So then if it's a manga that I really like and it gets uh, an anime twist, then I'm like, yes. And I get really excited. So yeah. <laughs> this one's fairly new. They've only released, I think, five or six episodes so far. But the premise of the show is it's based on a detective agency that investigates cases of kimono activity. And those are um, basically supernatural beings, kind of like spirits. Um, If you watch shows like Inuyasha, they could be considered like yokai. Um, And so basically it's actually a tanuki who is running this agency with um, a couple other they're basically children. Um, one who is part uh, spider spirit. So he actually mm-hmm. has control over like webs and things like that. Kind of like a, 
a punk ass Spider Man, and okay, <laughs> another one who is actually, uh, I think it's uh, a Yuki Ona. So they control um, like snow and ice, okay. and then the main character, which is uh, Kabane, who is actually part, um, I think it's uh, Oni. So he, the, the main thing about him is he can never be killed. So you can like cut his head off. You can, you know, basically take his entire body apart, but he can still regenerate himself. Interesting. So um, he's kind of the main character in the story. And his big thing is he is trying to combine the pieces of this lifestone, which it's believed is actually the remnants of one of his parents. So throughout this show, you kind of see his character growth as he combats, you know, the main baddie who is also trying to get all the pieces of the lifestone because you have to have some baddie like that. Right. Um, so it's a very interesting show. It's very funny. Uh, so I would highly recommend people give it at least a shot to see if it's something that would be in your lane. Um, another show that I'm watching is uh, Hori Mia, which is kind of like a slice of life anime. It's um, set in high school and it's based on two main characters who are kind of like polar opposites that end up falling in love and it's kind of just one of those kind of feel good shows where it doesn't take itself too seriously again it addresses a lot of the emotions and uh different things that high schoolers deal with as far as how they feel in the universe you know their feelings with their friends how they form relationships and again, it's another one of those mangas that has been converted into an anime that I really enjoy watching. Um, and it's just kind of a funny, lighthearted show. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Uh, and I would highly recommend, again, just giving it a shot and seeing what you think. Um, and then the last one that I've been kind of watching that's still being released is Fire Force. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love me some Fire yep. Force. It's, that one's great. And this one is, um, you know, about this weird dystopian future in which infernals are basically people who just like spontaneously combust. They're kind of wreaking havoc in Japan as part of uh, a new cataclysm that's happening. So prior to the show, uh, people just spontaneously started combusting and it became this huge thing where it basically kind of wiped out the planet except for a small population and it looks like there's going to be a second cataclysm happening so it's the job of the fire force to kind of put these infernals to rest stop them from wreaking havoc but at the same time there's this opposing uh, extremist group that's trying to collect a certain subset of these uh, fire wielders that will bring about the next cataclysm. So it's the whole premise of the show is trying to stop this from happening. Uh, and it's, it's a really good show. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. That, um, that show is just really, 
that show is really good. Um, I do like the fact of like how, like you said, I, I like the different abilities. Like I'm huge off of um abilities when it comes to certain shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when I'm looking at and I'm paying attention to a show, and I think that kind of, I think that's actually going to kind of lead us into um the next set of questions. Mm-hmm. But um, when I'm looking into a specific show, the the big thing for me is like different abilities so i love watching shows that have abilities like you said like um the previous show like your second show that you were talking about like the different um kind of like alignments that they have whether it be like immortality Mm -hmm. or whether it be being able to control elements or anything like that like i love shows that are like that but i like shows that allow you like that allow excuse me a lot of different abilities Mm -hmm. into it so like i hate one like fire force is an example of one that i love because even though you're saying yes like fire is the thing like that is what all of your about all the abilities come from that's where all the powers come from like that's it but it's cool that you have so many different ones like so many different people that use fire in a different way so and i so that is what i love like i think my favorite show my favorite character from that show right now is probably been exactly um only because like dude is like well one not only is he just really strong like I, i like burns too but like not only is he really strong um but like just seeing the way that he controls and manipulates like his flames is like you know it's hands down some of the best animation that you'll see so, exactly um just a really good yeah, show he is definitely one of my favorite characters on that show and just how blase he is about everything like he's just kind of like mm-hmm. whatever you know he's just so um he downplays his character his like character and abilities so much and I think that's part of what his charm is because he's so kind of oblivious to what's going on. But when he's fighting, man, he is just a force to be reckoned with. And it is oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, and I think that what you call, I think that, and like I said, that does, I think that does actually lead us into our next question. So how can you tell if an anime is good or not? And what, what like, how do you kind of build your judgment around sure. it? Sure. So a lot of times... I'm going to age myself a little bit. So, so I'm going to back up. So when I first got into anime, um, you know, this was back in the age when the internet was kind of starting. There wasn't a lot of ways where you could kind of look for stuff like that. So uh, what I used to do is I used to go to Suncoast back when that was still a place. And mm-hmm. um, I would read magazines like and America, which no longer exists, but that was published by, I think, Viz. And so I used to buy that to learn more about different anime that were going to start being released in America. Like, mm. you know, your Gundam series, your, uh, what were some of the other ones that came out? Um, I love Gundam. Well, Gundam's by the way. amazing. And I think my first real introduction <laughs> to Gundam was Gundam Wing, which. Um, I love me some death scythe. I actually have like four figurines of death scythe because I love them so much. Um, but that's kind of how I first started learning about different anime that were going to be released in America. And of course now with the internet being as readily accessible as it is, um, I kind of turned to social media as a way to learn about new shows that are coming out. So if it's something where I see a lot of chatter about a new show that's come out, uh, I will tend to kind of seek it out and give it a shot and just kind of see if it's something that I would be interested in. 
Yeah. And kind of secondly, I, I need to get hooked by the story. If I can't get into it within the first couple episodes, then I'm probably not going to keep watching it. Like, it's definitely something where if the story kind of grabs me, if it's an interesting take on an existing genre, then I'll probably stick with it. Kind of like with Fire Force, how it's like, you know, there are all these shows that talk about flames and and fire powers and all that kind of stuff. But this has a, an interesting take on it because, you know, spontaneous human combustion, which is insane, you know, and how people are fighting it. So that was something that grabbed me right away. And in the case of shows like Demon Slayer, you know, which is a beautiful anime, like that show is one yeah. of the probably the prettiest and uh, animated shows that I've seen in a long time. Um, Agreed. That was another one of those shows where I had seen it mentioned a lot on social media. So I was like, I kind of want to check this out. And within the first episode, I was like, I have to keep watching this show because it is such a fascinating take on, um, you know, essentially feudal Japan and uh, fighting these demons and this extraordinary relationship between a brother and sister. And so immediately from the first episode, I was like, I need to keep watching this. I need to know what happens because his sister is so dang cute. And I, I really, I really yeah. need her to be okay. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, Nezuko. Yep, we exactly. all I think when she transforms into her little self is probably like my favorite thing in the entire world. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. So, but I also, I really like an anime that doesn't do too much monologuing. And by that, I mean, um, you know, they don't sit there forever and kind of set the stage for the universe without other action taking place. Like I'm cool with anime, like explaining what's going on. If it's not readily um, apparent what's happening in the universe or what's happening in a certain situation, but there has to be some sort of, action also taking place otherwise i'm gonna get kind of bored <laughs> like if i'm sitting yep. there and one character's talking for like five minutes i'm kind of like okay i'm we need to keep going <laughs> so <laughs> no i agree i agree with that i i don't, I don't like too much talking if, if you don't have to do it like just give me more of like the show like show me whatever the plot line is kind of walk through it but like you said if it's not if you have to overly explain things for me i'm like okay i i already got that like from the first episode. exactly now, we're 15 episodes in and you're still telling me about what happened in episode one like we have to yeah it's like <laughs> if you can show me what's going on show me don't tell don't tell me yeah um yeah yeah otherwise i'm kind of like snooze fest and so the last <laughs> thing is I try not to base any of my opinions on the anime style because there are some animes that are kind of drawn in more of a cartoonish type way as opposed to more realistic. So I try to watch it in a sense where if the story really grabs me, that I'm not going to be as, you know, uh, put off by however the animation style is done because some anime are very stylized and how they animate um, but if, again, if it's got a good story and I get hooked right away, then 
I'm probably going to keep watching it through the end and then go down, you know, the rabbit holes on the internet, learning more about the show and the characters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I mean, those, those are, those are very valid points though. I mean, those, those literally make up like, like you said, the bit, the better part of finding some good anime, because if you see something that, cause I'm, I'm big off of like anime, um, anime, I guess mm-hmm. aesthetics. So, like when it comes to certain things, like I like older, I like more of like a retro feel for a lot of shows, which is why, like mm-hmm. Kaisen, I'm really liking, or like you said, Demon Slayer, I'm really liking, like those, uh, like even Fire Force, because even though it's modern, it's still very punk rock, like punk, yep. like steampunkish. So, so it makes you feel like it's older. But like I struggle with like shows that try to overly do the cgi like those ones that they try to make them like completely like 3d and they're walking and they look like jacks off of like tekken or something (laughs) like that i'm like dude i I struggle so much with watching those shows even though they have some of them have really really good storylines and i'm okay with if is if there's a, a certain like there's only so much of it that happens but like a show like what's a show that is always like yeah ruby like I really wanted to get into Ruby or um, the yeah. Dragon Prince. Like I really wanted to get into those shows, and the storylines are really good. But it's like I can't get over your animation style because, me personally, like it, I feel like your I feel like this show would be better or would be better told or better presented if you had a different type of animation that that complemented your storyline. So exactly, stuff you get yeah. So that's again, that's one of those things where I try. I try to power through it, but if it's something where it's it's too distracting from the story itself, then I just can't do it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a show. I I can't watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure because the animation style just drives me insane. Um, but <laughs> it's a show that my husband watched, and I'd see him watching it, and he he just he's like it's it's so crazy that you have to laugh at what's going on, and I was like I can't I can't get I can't get into it because the animation style is just it it puts me off so much that I wouldn't be able to sit through to to laugh about anything I just can't so. Yeah, see, I love I love JoJo's, but I love JoJo's for the comedic relief of the show, like. Like, there's so many, like, I love the animation style, but I love the fact that, one, they change the seasons, so I do like the way that they do that. I like the way that they always have these over-the-top openings, closings, fight scenes, and everything like that. But to me, I think that, because I was the same way, like, when I first started watching, I was like, I don't understand how (laughs) can get into this show. Like, there's so much going on here. But then as I, like, started to watch it more, and I started realizing, like, the, the comedic, like, parts that are in that show then i was like okay now i get it you're just overly buff overly you know like i don't even know steroided out men and women because even the women on the show are very like stoic Mm -hmm. in that sense but it's just it's just like a whole bunch of that just kind of going around i'm like okay i get it like it doesn't really take it away from me but i can understand because i've heard a lot of people say that about like one show that i got into that i didn't think i was gonna like based off the animation style was um doro hidoro have you watched that one at all? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's another one where it's kind of like, it's kind of a weird animation style that you don't see very often. It reminded me a lot of um, Akira. Um, yeah. But it's actually a really good show. Like, I really got into it because it's funny. The um, premise of the show is different. Uh, the characters are 
really funny and easy to kind of like fall in love with. Even the bad guys are really like easy to fall in love with. And I don't even think they are necessarily yeah. bad guys, but you know what I mean? Like it's, um, that's another one of those shows where I was hesitant at first, but once I started getting into it, I was like, all right, I feel this, you know? Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, and, I, and see, like, a show like that, like, as much as I love the storyline, the thing that's, that's taken me so long to finish or to watch and finish that show has been the animation style. So it's like, I like the storyline, but I'm like, uh, I can watch, like, I can watch, like, episodes at a time. It's just not one of those shows that I can just sit yep. down and I can binge because I'm like, okay, I get it, but this <laughs> animation style is just kind of killing me right now. I'm going to watch, like, three episodes and then I'm going to, you know, jump to something else. I'll come back and watch yep. three episodes or something like that so um let's see let's move on to another question um so um who are i guess some of your your three like who are three of your i guess anime characters that you're really that you're really crushing on or you're really um, liking? as i mentioned kind of at the top vegeta is one of my all-time favorite characters um just because yeah. of his growth because for as um kind of standoffish and stuff as he is. He's actually a really funny character. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you look at him and you wouldn't think that he'd be funny, but he's actually really funny. And um, I just love his interactions with the other characters in the Dragon Ball Z universe. I love the fact that he will never stop calling Goku Kakarot. Like he's always, he's never going to call him Goku like ever. And, um, yeah, I just kind of love how stubborn he is in that respect. Um, and after like kind of looking at my list, I realized I kind of have a type. So <laughs> my next, <laughs> we do. We all have that so, type. <laughs> like my next favorite character is actually Katsuki Bakugo from My Hero Academia. And part of why I love him so much is he's got the same kind of character trope as Vegeta where he starts out as this like punk ass kid who's all like I'm going to be the best I'm going to be the number one hero he's kind of a bully he's got that standoffish I'm better than you vibe but then as the show progresses he really changes and evolves as a character he becomes a lot more self aware he um kind of discovers that he's not the best where he's at right now and he actually does need to grow a lot to attain these goals he set for himself and you know he ends up having to rely a lot on like his friends developing these other relationships learning you know that he can't just be this gruff uh, persona if he wants to actually be the number one hero because he can't have a personality like Endeavor and become the symbol of peace. You know what I mean? Like that's his big thing. And he really wants to be the next All Might, but you can't do that when you are calling everybody extras and (laughs) being being super rude to people. So um (laughs) I'm very excited to see his continued growth in the series because I feel like um, he's really going to surprise a lot of people who right now probably hate his character. Um, And probably 
it's kind of a tie for my third because I really love Benny Maru, which we've already addressed. Um, but mm-hmm. I also really love Inosuke from Demon Slayer just because, again, he's this kind of lovable dork in the sense that he grew up in the woods. He was raised by boars because he was kind of abandoned by his mom. Um, so he's got mm-hmm. no social skills whatsoever. And he's just all about being the best at killing these demons. And probably one of my, the fact that he can never say or remember anybody's name is hysterical to me, no matter how many times people tell yeah. him what their name is. And he just kind of rant, yells something he will. very random out. That has nothing to do exactly. with your name at all. And um, probably one of my favorite scenes with him in the show, without spoiling anything, is um, he gets made these these new swords after his previous ones were destroyed in a fight with a, a pretty crazy demon. And... So there are these beautiful swords that this guy spent a lot of time making. And the first thing he does is he starts like banging them against a rock because he needs to have them serrated on the one side. And the guy just loses his goddamn mind. He's just like, why are you doing this to these swords that I spent all this time making for you? But, you know, that's just his character. Like he just, he's totally oblivious to what's going on around him. But at the end of the at the end of the day he's just he's he cares a lot about things and he for someone who's so socially inept he does care a lot and he will do what needs to get done to um save himself and his friends so that's why i really like him as a character Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a very good list, and like you said, I think I think it is a type thing. Um, everybody has. Every, well, I mean, the first two at least had like also yep. the explosive type hair, but I guess Inosuke is kind of has a mask on all the time. I mean, we've seen him without his we've seen him without his gore hat. That's the on, funny but, thing um, to me, and because I mean, he has hair. I forgot to address that yeah. because you know he's always wearing this boar head, and then you he takes it off, and he's like the most beautiful boy in existence <laughs> in this universe. He's got like. Yep these beautiful blue locks and he's got this like super long eyelashes. So a lot of the characters think think he's a girl when they first see him. So Mm -hmm. that to me is also very comical. The fact that, you know, he's this brutish, you know, uh, brusque character. And then he takes his, his boar head off and he's like a model. (laughs) Exactly. He's, He's he's luxurious <laughs> up under the poor's head. Um, so what? Um, I guess moving on to the next question here. So, what made you decide to? Well, first of all, so mm-hmm. what's your podcast about? Um, and what made you decide that you want to launch it? Um, favorite episodes, or you know, what made you want to start? Like, sure. when did you start? Like all uh, that stuff. So, my podcast, Eel Crime, we started in June of 2020, and It's based on historical true crimes and paranormal events that take place pre-1900. And part of why I wanted to start this podcast is because, 
you know, there are a million and one true crime podcasts out there and a lot of them are fabulous, but they cover a lot of recent cases. And I've always been fascinated by cases that take place in history. And part of why I got the idea of the show is because when I first started listening to podcasts, I really enjoyed listening to a podcast called Lore by Aaron Mankey, which is a fabulous podcast. Uh, yeah. I love it so I love much. It. I love um, it. I actually had yeah. the pleasure of meeting yes. him once when he did a live show in Minneapolis and he is the nicest guy. And um, yeah, hearing him live was pretty great. And he does drink uh, whiskey when he, <laughs> when he tells his stories. So that's not nice. just a bit. <laughs> he actually does it. Um Nice. But yeah, listening to shows like Lore really got me interested again in historic crimes and learning more about them because there are so many out there that you just don't know about or you don't hear about. And so to me, I was like, I want to learn more about some of those that people just don't talk about or don't know about. And for a long time, probably a year or so before I actually started the podcast, I had been kind of collecting articles that I had found about different cases with the, the goal to read them later and learn more about them. And of course it never happened. So, mm -hmm. um, but when COVID happened and I was furloughed from work for a while, I was like, this is the perfect time to do it. This is the perfect time to actually start this podcast that I've been wanting to do forever and I basically tricked my sister into joining me <laughs> on the show. <laughs> um, and it's, it was a really fun way to tell stories that are very interesting to me while also being able to spend time with her uh, during a time when we couldn't see each other. So, I mean, we've covered cases like um, we talk a lot about women who used to poison their families for insurance money. And we've covered cases about um, paranormal events that to this day, people have no idea what actually happened. We've covered cases of train robbers and badass women in history who for being bad guys, they actually did some pretty amazing things. And one of my favorite episodes, which most people are probably going to be like, uh, is when we covered Alfred Packer, who is also known as the Colorado cannibal. And the reason it was one of my favorites mm. is because Madison, my co-host and my sister, her reaction to everything was probably like the best thing ever because in in our show i do all the research and i share the, the story with her so then she's learning about it and hearing about it for the first time so she's reacting in real time to whatever i'm telling her um and her react her horrified reactions to the story were like the best thing ever so that's why it was one of my favorite episodes <laughs> because she was just so horrified by what had happened but it was just really hysterical. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of what our show is about. 
that's awesome. Yeah, and that's and that's always. I guess that, that's probably it was probably like a very eye opening moment for her too, because it's like you're hearing about this for the first time, just sitting here, and it's like, yeah. So what do you think about this? It's like, oh, God, uh, exactly. I don't even know what to she say. She's like, to this. I don't know how to make this funny because <laughs> we try to we oh, try yeah. to infuse that's humor difficult. into these stories because there are some stories that we cover that are very sad or. Um, really awful and being able to find humor as we're talking about these things, I think is part of, uh, I don't want to necessarily say the charm of our show, but it makes it a lot more relatable because without humor, you can't really hear about these horrible things and not get like super depressed. But another reason yeah. why I like doing the historical stuff is because I feel like enough time has passed where you're far enough removed from what happened where it's not as horrific to think about because with a lot of the newer cases, you know, there's photos of what happened. There's, you know, crime scene photos. You see pictures of what the victims actually look like. Um, so you can relate to them more on an emotional level. Um, so like some of the cases that are covered in other true crime podcasts are just too heartbreaking to almost listen to because of just how dark they are. Yeah. Whereas with these older stories, there aren't any pictures of the victims necessarily there. And the circumstances in which they lived are so kind of outside of our realm of thinking that it's a little bit easier and more palatable to listen to it because you can't necessarily put a face to the victims and the criminals that do these crimes. Yeah. And I can see that that, that being very, um, very difficult in that sense, because like you said, if it's something more recent, more current, it's something that's constantly up on your mind. Whereas like some of these, they may have kind of slipped under the, um, slipped under the radar and things that you may have never heard about, or like you said, you can always go back into, and it's an educational mm -hmm. piece too, which I think is dope. Um, the way that you guys are doing it by finding some older ones um, and bringing, like you said, a new light to it, but also kind of trying to keep it somewhat light. Cause I know that that's one show. That's one thing about, certain podcasts um that i've heard in the true crime in the true crime realm um that they're very like kind of dark and just kind of and it makes you like it's like I'm, i enjoy the episode but it it, yep. it, it does leave you kind of heavy afterwards so it's cool that you guys are like you said trying to kind of infuse a little bit of humor into it just to kind of yeah, give it kind more of, of like a bad. personality <laughs> so yeah yeah for sure um but yeah, yeah awesome oh thanks for telling us about your show um so I think what we'll do here is we'll go ahead and um, we'll take a quick, <clears throat> like I said, commercial break, and then um, we'll be back and then we'll kind of wrap up with the review, a little bit of more of a touch base on Jujutsu Kaisen, and then we'll uh, finish off with uh, My Hero Academia. All right. We'll be back, guys. Okay. All right. Um, 
So welcome back again. I have Lindsay with Yield Crime Podcast on. Um, if you guys didn't already, if you get if you <laughs> got to this point, I don't know how, but if you got to this point, if you got to this point, you didn't hear the interview. Um, make sure that you scrolled all the way back to the beginning, listen to um, some of the great interview questions that we kind of talked through. Um, but at this point in the show, what we're going to actually do is we're going to go through um, kind of an additional breakdown of. Um, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen and um, My Hero Academia were the two shows, aka Boku no Hero, um, that uh, that we decided to kind of do a review for. So I know that Lindsay, you you definitely started a, a great conversation in the very beginning, mm-hmm. um, talking about Jujutsu Kaisen and the synopsis and how you broke it down. So I'm um, in typical fashion. The only thing that I'll add here um, is. For the show, Jujutsu Kaisen, of course, the ranking was an 8.6 on, on out of 10 on uh, my anime list. Uh, there are 22 episodes so far, which I watched a new episode this morning, so I was really excited about that. Um, and it it aired, um, it started October 3rd, 2020, and it's still going now. So um, you already kind of hit us with a really, like I said, yeah. a really good synopsis. So thank you again for that. I guess the, my, my only thing um, that I... I'm really going to add to this show uh, based off of what you said is I, again, it's another thing. And we talked about this where we kind of briefly talked about fire force. Like, I love the fact that although everything is curse energy, like I love the fact that there are so many different, um, um, maturations or like so many different ways that they Mm -hmm. use their, uh, curse energy. Like, um, like the chick, I love her um, the the little nail and like yes. the hammer or the hammer and nails that she can use, um, you know, and like to- I think Toto is probably my favorite um, my favorite character, uh, Totoro. I think his name is Totoro. Is it Totoro? To- Torado. <laughs> the, yes. the big uh, the big dude. The that asks you what your type dude. of girl is. Um, I, I lo- yeah yeah he's like I got he's like yeah you know at this point this is how I, either we're going to fight and I'm going to kill you yep. because you don't like the same type of girl as me or we'll be best friends. Um, so, you know, like, or actually I love him. He probably be like my one, but then my 1.5 would be, um, I can't remember oh, his name. The guy with uh, the speech, the one that um, he has the, the, the talking curse. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's probably like my 1.5 just because I love the fact that like in that show, um, he he essentially limited his vocabulary to just the <laughs> the ingredients of sushi um to avoid to avoid ever saying something with its curse speech that could potentially mm-hmm. be like very damaging to people so i love the fact that like everyone's having like a really good conversation and yep. just, they just look over <laughs> at him and he's just like salmon it's like <laughs> so um so like i said i i those that's just kind of the point that i wanted to add yeah uh he is also one of my favorite characters just because um it's so funny where they'll be having this huge conversation like you said and then he'll just be like bonito flakes and all this kind of <laughs> and what's yep. interesting to me is one of the no i need to look it up because i'm gonna say his name wrong um one of the second characters um I gotta look it up. Do, 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 do. Uh, Megumi Fushiguro. Uh, he he yeah. always seems to kind of know what he's trying to say, even though uh, no one else can really get what he's trying to say. 
And that to me is hilarious because exactly. he'll just say, you know, like I said, salmon. And he'll be like, that's, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, <laughs> and everybody else is like, what, what is going on? Yep. How do you know what he's saying? Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. Um, and I love Panda too. I think I love, I, I love all the, I think I feel like all of the, the sorcerers you kind of have a, a spot for, cause like I said, for Panda, like, he was like when you realize his backstory, which I'm not going to go into his backstory, but when you realize his backstory and why he is and who he is, the way that he is, you're just like, oh my god, like this is this is horrible. Like you, yeah. you literally are just a baby panda, you know. Like, and you grew up and like now, you know, you've got like I said, I'm not going to go too in depth with it because you definitely need to watch the show. But um, when you see like his strength and like where his strength comes from and why he is the way he is, you're kind of like. Because in the very beginning, you see, like, their opening, the first opening, hands down, mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite openings for a new anime um, in a very long time. Um, but you see him just kind of sitting there. And you're like, okay, where where is this panda? When does it pop up? And then <laughs> yeah. he pops up, he's just like, yo. I'm like... He's just a he's just a friendly panda, so um, just a really good uh, a really good uh, character, and just like I said, all the sorcerers, I think yep. they just make yeah, them that's in a very definitely. So I I started watching the show with my husband, and he doesn't know anything about the show, so he's kind of learning as he's watching the episodes. And the first time Panda showed up, he's like, "What's the deal with the panda?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, you got to keep watching mm-hmm. to learn more about about panda." But basically, he's not an actual panda. Like he's not just a panda. So he's he's like, okay, right. all right. Right. And then when Mechamaro showed up too, he's like, "What's the deal with the robot?" And <laughs> and I was like, "You got to keep watching. Exactly. They'll, you know, they'll go into it." And I was like, "But you know, he's not just a robot." So it's it's funny because they'll introduce these characters <laughs> where, like you said, you're just kind of like what but you know each one has its own purpose and i love the fact that the show doesn't take itself too seriously like um you know when itadori's uh fighting you know toto from the the opposite school and he, and he like asks him you know like what's your type of girl and mm-hmm. he's like jennifer lawrence <laughs> Like you just like hands yep. down Jennifer Lawrence, and he's like, "All right, I feel you. We can, we can be friends, <laughs> you know." Um, and the fact that Toto, he's like this badass character, but he's like a total fangirl for this one chick that that you know he's like, mm-hmm. "No, I'm not going to join the the school fight until." I watch and record the show that she's premiering on and all this kind of stuff. Like that's just such a funny aspect of his character. And with, you know, Gojo who they're implying as like the most powerful sorcerer in the, the show. um, The fact that his character can be so kind of flippant and kind of appear as this, idiot basically but once once he gets serious mm-hmm. again like you mentioned about um benimaru it's really kind of impressive and a little terrifying just how um powerful he actually is so he can kind of back up his claims of well i'm the greatest mm-hmm. you know uh so i'm very interested yep. to kind of see what continues with the show as far as 
the different characters and their arcs and even the side characters, you know, there's a lot going on and I'm very interested to see what continues to happen with Sukuna and Itadori with their relationship in a sense, because, you know, they have this symbiotic relationship where Sukuna is basically hiding inside Itadori. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you kind of noticed without spoiling too much. Um, he seems to have a, an interest in Fushiguro and I'm interested to see where that yeah. interest stems from. So I'm very interested in learning more about that relationship. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a very. Uh, it seems like Itadori and and um, um, Sukuna. Yeah, um, you said his name, but yes, yes, Sukuna. It seems like their their relationship is very much um, like a mm-hmm. Naruto slash Karama relationship, kind of at, right now. Um, I mean, like you said, obviously there's some there's some reason as to as to why he's curious um, about him, but I think at the same time, like you said, I think it, it's just going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. And I, I saw somewhere it said it was like the season, the mm-hmm. first season was supposed to be like 24 episodes roughly. So I'm assuming that at some point within the next couple of weeks, we'll mm-hmm. get to like a, you know, a season finale type thing. Yeah. Um, which is kind of going to be sad, but, um, but I'm, I am looking forward to it because like you said, I think that, I think that Gojo is like, he, he just seems like God reincarnated in this show. Like dude, just, like when he does his domain and all the the different abilities that he has, you're just like, can you, yeah. can you like, can you get stronger? Like, yeah. is there any, is there ever going to be growth to you? Like, are you, are you just, are you just OP from the very beginning? But um, definitely a good show to watch, guys. Definitely, um, if you're listening out there, this yeah. is a really good um, show to. Uh, to I've watch. been looking into it, and they haven't released whether they're going to do a second season yet. But I would imagine, with the popularity of the show, that they're yeah. probably going to be releasing soon um, what their plans are for a season two, or if they're going to be doing kind of like what Demon Slayer did, where they're for the next arc of the show, they released a movie instead of a series or a, a season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm very interested to hear when they're going to be bringing it back. Agreed. Yeah. Um, that's going to be, yeah, I, 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 I tend to like that, that, um, I tend to like that, um, that, that option. Like I tend to like, watching a, mm-hmm. watching a season then watching like a movie or something like that that kind of comes as long as it's not a, like an OVA where like it's yep. just cover like I hate ones that do like the recaps like you do a you do like short movies as recaps it's like I don't really need that and one you only have one season <laughs> yeah. so I don't really need like a 30 minute or 45 minute like montage of everything to catch me up at this point now if you do it that's fine but then I want like an actual yep. movie like something that moves the story forward and then it comes back with its season two hopefully like like i said with uh with what demon slayer is doing so i'm excited about that yeah um as well um so uh any any last thoughts um, on jujutsu kaisen for i would on? just say definitely check it out like you mentioned um i feel like you won't be disappointed the animation style is amazing the fight scenes are amazing um and the characters are hilarious so should definitely check it out oh yeah yeah for sure um i can i can second all of that definitely check it out guys um 
Okay, so moving on uh, to our last uh, review here. So it's actually uh, My Hero Academia, uh, My Hero Academia. Mm -hmm. You can say it however Americanized that you want. Uh, Boku no Hero. Um, but it's a rating, uh, ranking of an 8.1 overall. There's like four seasons. And when I looked it up, it was like it was like 8.0, like 8.3, 8 8.2, mm -hmm. and 8.0. So I was just like, okay, roughly 8.1 as overall. Um, then it was, um, there's 80, 88 episodes in total. Um, they do have some OVAs as well. Um, it originally aired uh, April 3rd, 2016 to present. So it is still going. Um, and so with this show, essentially it follows... Um, the main character who at the time like people still kind of well i mean i guess he's not as much but like at the very beginning the main mm -hmm. character of this show was still all might like i understand that like everybody's like oh you know well, deku is this and De it's like yes deku is the the subsidiary like main character but yep. the original main character was all might um, but it essentially follows, uh, it centers around All Might, who's at this point the number one hero in a world where mm -hmm. I think 80% of people are born with quirks or powers or abilities. Um, and the main character, the subsidiary side character, um, I guess you could say that took over was Deku, who had no, um, no abilities, no anything at the time. Um, and essentially it follows him and um, his classmates. Uh, as they get ready to because he ends up getting he wants to go to ua which is like the the, the best school for um mm -hmm. your your uh, like to be a superhero or to be a hero and he tries to go through it with no abilities and everything like that but he tries hard and eventually it just kind of helps him it essentially he ends up getting a quirk um and when he gets that quirk it basically follows he and his classmates as they fight different opponents mm -hmm. different um different villains and things like that um and it's just i don't know it's it's to me it's a really good it's a good show for the sense of again i love different quirks and things like that some of them now i will yeah. say this show some quirks are like useless like like some of them like some of these abilities like i would much rather not have a quirk than to have a quirk like some people have and not be able to yep. like and and be useless in an actual fight um so like the little i can't remember Mineta, I always yeah. his name it may be minato or something like that the guy with yeah with his little like i'm like yeah okay you have like sticky grapes on your head like i don't i don't know if i really i don't know if that really constitutes like you as a superhero exactly um, definitely a sidekick but definitely not a superhero and then like um the, the one guy that laser, has the, yeah. the laser for <laughs> the naval cannon i'm like yeah i'm like I don't know if I would, if I think yeah. he can't even use it a whole bunch because if he does, it gets a stomach ache. So it's just, I don't know. It's just, there's just some addition, like there's some weird quirks. But I do, I will say though that I, like after watching the show um, and being current on this show, I will say that it's really, really dope. Like in the sense that I think the ability, like the, probably the ability, like as much as all for one and, you know, one for all and all that, and how, how those are set up. I think the underlining ability that, that and quirk that people don't give enough credit to is well, two of them. So first and foremost, my yes. favorite character from this show is Lemillion. Um, absolutely love Lemillion. He is the most humble character. And for the longest time, I swore. Yes. Down he looks very he like he could son. be. Um, <laughs> 
I am still I'm still not 100% convinced that that is not his son because you mean to tell me like mysteriously not only is he not only does he look a lot like him but he somehow ends up the side the like the the prodigy mm-hmm. child for his sidekick like yeah that just kind of i don't mm-hmm. know yeah you kind of can't make that up coincidence is very big there um but i love his ability um where he can like kind of slip through things yep. um like be transparent and kind of go through walls I, I love that um and then um decay like that's the quirk that i think a lot of people don't give enough credit to um for the yep. guy that ha- i can't remember his name but the guy that has all the hands uh, on him, but like his decay touch is like mm-hmm. a very, very, very OP ability. Um, because it's like, do all he literally has to do is, t- and it doesn't even have to just be mm-hmm. him touching you, it can be his aura, like his radiance can just yeah. touch you, and you immediately yeah, those start are to decay. Too, so. uh, you're right, under underrated quirks that uh are actually pretty insane, yeah. Um, yeah, I am very excited because. Uh, I am reading the manga on this and it's it gets pretty insane later on I'm not going to say anything to spoil it Um, but I'm very excited for season 5 which actually comes out this month on the 27th of March Yeah. so that's awesome and Mm -hmm. without going into too much this arc of the show basically pits um class 1a which is all the main characters of the show against 1b which are which is the the other hero class that's led by vlad king um so they will get to you'll actually get to learn more about their quirks as well which up until this point you've only really seen i think two of the characters in the ua battle that took place the tournament that they did um so you'll get to learn a lot more about their classes quirks and there are actually some really impressive quirks in their class as well so it'll be really interesting to see them animated um and the villain in this arc they haven't really released who it's going to be so i have my suspicions but um It'll be interesting to see if I'm actually on point with that. So um, they kind of teased at it in the last season to, to who it might be. So, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. Shigaraki is the one, the character that you were thinking of that with the DK. Um, he's still very much going to yeah. be behind the scenes doing his thing, um, building up the League of Villains. Him and us. Yep. Yeah, yeah, those, him and those, him and those damn names. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see this yeah. arc um, and to see how the characters fight against one another. And there actually is going to be a surprise character that will show up in the fight that you probably don't, you probably ha- won't expect to show up in the class fight. So it'll be interesting to hear what you think hmm. of that when he shows up so um yeah but i I really love this show because there are so many different characters that they kind of go into their backstories and how like why they are the way they are why they want to become heroes um what it means to them to be part of this hero course 
they all kind of continue to grow with each fight and, and um, thing that kind of gets thrown in their way. I would say some of my favorite characters in the show are um, for sure Aizawa or Eraserhead. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, mm-hmm. He gets put through so much in the show. Like he gets he gets beat up so much, but he is such he a does. great character. Um, as far as keeping his head and for as aloof and uncaring as he seems to be, he cares a lot about his students um, and their safety and their growth. And um, I think another one of my favorite characters, even though he's a bad guy is um, Shisaki Kai or overhaul um, because his quirk Mm-hmm. is similar to DK, but what he does is he can like reconfigure people when he touches them. Like he can like rebuild them however he wants, which mm-hmm. is a pretty crazy and insane quirk to have. Um, and the fact that he does that, even though he's a huge germaphobe is very interesting to me. Cause it seems very um, yeah. counterintuitive. Like why he would want to like touch and like regrow and remold yeah. people when he just hates touching people in general is um is such a right <laughs> an interesting juxtaposition um for his character but um yeah I I very much enjoy the show I enjoy the characters and um I'll be. I'm glad that they introduced Hawks finally. He's one of my favorite characters as well. He's such um, yeah. an interesting counterpoint to Endeavor. And you'll kind of see how their relationship will kind of shape um, Endeavor's arc and growth as the new number one hero um, in the show. So... Yeah. Yeah, which I'm enjoying. I, I, I definitely, I didn't know how they were going to do that, but I mean, it's it is very interesting to see Endeavor. Uh, yeah, being he was actually. Right I've now. actually but really I'm, enjoyed I'm his character and his growth as the number one hero, and kind of, I, I appreciate that he humbled himself enough to actually ask All Might for advice, and he's for so long hated All Might as a um, yeah. person because he always felt like he couldn't surpass him. Um, to reach that number one spot and so not only to like put his pride aside to you know be like I need I need to f- to fill your shoes how do I do that how do I get to that point um, and to kind of see Hawks who has loved Endeavor since the beginning kind of be able to not necessarily be a sidekick but work alongside his um idol in a sense and kind of help reshape how Endeavor portrays himself to the world to kind of soften his image a little bit. Um, I'm very excited to see that relationship continue and to see how Endeavor continues to improve um, as the number one hero. I agree wholeheartedly. I couldn't couldn't say that better myself. It's going to be very uh very interesting, and um, appreciate the uh the insight on like you said some of the yeah for sure upcoming stuff that's happening in the next season. I'm really excited to see it. Um, 
Okay. Any, uh, I guess you got any uh, closing thoughts or any, anything. I can't for, uh, think of anything. I'm just, of, uh, uh if, if you're one of those people who hasn't watched it yet, considering how popular the show is, I definitely think you should give it a watch. I've been rewatching it with my youngest who has expressed an interest in watching the show. And it's, it's reminded me just how far the characters have come since the very beginning. So, um, definitely do yourself a favor and give it a watch yeah i agree um yeah definitely definitely watch it and this is one of those ones too like that you also um you can watch with like you i'm glad you said that like this is one of those shows like everyone always i always tell people all the time like there are certain shows Mm -hmm. that like kids can watch and kids should watch like this is one of those like this is one of those ones that not only not only can a, a child watch this, but they should watch. Like, if you want to start a child off with, like, certain, like, elementary-style animes, like, this is a really good anime that you can you can kind of start, like, a, a child off on. Because although, yes, there is, like, fighting and people will say, oh, well, you know, but you're teaching them fights. Like, no, but the animation style is very friendly. The storyline is very cut, cut and dry, very straightforward. And it shows a lot of, like you said, the determination from Deku, from what he had to go through with his whole ordeal mm-hmm. as far as not being you know special in that sense or anything like that and then understanding like how he's gotten to where he is now it's a very feel good yep. story and it's been that, interesting because you know, my youngest is and six and um so it's been interesting seeing her watch the show and like hearing her thoughts on the show um and actually her favorite character is um shoto Todoroki so Endeavor's son so it's been interesting hearing kind of why she likes him as a character best and um, just kind of seeing the show through her perspective so Mm -hmm. definitely Um, so yeah that's yeah that's a that's a good watch card that's a good um, that's a good Mm -hmm. that's a good close in there I think that that's yeah for sure no problem on uh, on all these shows today (laughs) so thank you um so um thank you guys uh for everyone for sticking around and supporting the show again um you know like i said today we ended up having Lindsay on from ye old crime podcast um we're, i'm gonna give her a chance to kind of plug a little bit later um as we kind of wrap this up but Again, as always, you know that you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. At um, you can find Talk us 12. on Twitter at Yield um, Crime Pod again, and on Instagram at Yield Crime Podcast. Um, awesome. So please make sure that you guys go out and not not only follow myself if you're not already following me, but make sure that you follow Lindsay and her co-host uh, Madison as they kind of walk you through some of the older um, uh, crime. Uh, true crime uh, situations that end up happening so please make sure that you guys follow us um, and make sure that as always that you make sure that you share share links man guys this is this is huge like i mean especially for people who enjoy doing this and if you enjoy the content make sure that you guys are sharing kind of links and making sure that you know that you spread the good word so please continue to do that um, um any uh, last just to add on what you said i would say um if you really enjoy either show or, or even other independent podcasts let us know, like, make sure you leave a review or just chat us up on social. Yeah. It's, there's nothing better than hearing from a listener um, that they enjoy the show or just interacting with a listener. And um, it really does make our day to hear from you guys.
Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. I couldn't, again, I couldn't agree with that anymore. Like in, in articulate that point any better, like just make sure, like you said, just reach out and a little message, the same way that a podcast can change your day or a podcast can even change our day. Like just because we're podcast mm-hmm. producers doesn't mean that we don't um, listen to other podcasts, but you know, just, just the simple fact of like how a podcast can change the mood of your day, a message for a producer can definitely do the same. So reach out mm-hmm. if you guys uh, definitely like uh, the content or anything like that. So thank you. Um, but yeah, um, so I guess again, this is Matt St. Jack with uh, anime talk and uh, I guess we'll, uh, We'll talk at you guys later. Thank you.